The United States Computer Emergency Readiness Team, the Department of Homeland Security's agency commonly known as U.S. CERT, is responsible for defending against attacks on federal government IT systems. U.S. CERT also is charged with sharing information and working with local and state governments, as well as businesses, to safeguard the nation's critical IT infrastructure. I'm Eric Chabro of GovInfoSecurity.com and Information Security Media Group, and I'm pleased to welcome Randy Vickers, Director of U.S. CERT. Welcome, Randy. Thank you very much. You've been at U.S. CERT versus Deputy Director, then Acting Director, and now Director for three years. How would you assess the security of government IT over those three years? Are we safer today? That's actually a hard question to answer because we as the federal government have done a lot to improve the security posture of our assets. But in doing so, the adversary has also gotten more technically competent and stronger. Yes, we are more secure than we were yesterday, but it doesn't end there. It's got to continue to grow to keep up with the adversary. The adversary may be able to focus certain technologies against certain assets, We've got to be able to look across the whole spectrum of assets in the federal government and be able to defend that and keep up with the change in technology and abilities of the adversary. That seems quite a challenge. How do you go about doing that? To work in a reactive environment is a way to do that. To be able to look at the alerts that we get through programs like Einstein, to get reports from departments and agencies, that helps paint a picture. But because this isn't a one organization problem, we have to rely heavily on our partners. We work in coordination with the intel community. We work in coordination with the law enforcement community. We work in coordination with industry to understand the environment so we can try to stay ahead of the challenges. The sensors we have are just on the federal government. That is a small percentage of the national assets with critical infrastructure, with industry, et cetera. So we have to rely on other information resources, industry, intel, law enforcement, et cetera, to be able to help paint that picture and understand that environment, to be proactive instead of relying on the retrospective analysis and the reactive measures that traditionally cybersecurity defenders have to deal with. We are getting better, not only as a U.S. CERT, but as a federal government, doing that cross-sector, cross-agency coordination. Give me an assessment of where we are today versus the past and where we're going in the future with information sharing among the various constituencies. I think we are way ahead of where we are, even at the point at which when I started it at U.S. CERT in December of 07, we had probably very small numbers of relationships, predominantly with relationships formed through the information sharing and analysis centers and finite numbers of forums that we interface with. We are now moving forward with the stand-up of the National Cybersecurity and Communication Integration Center, being able to bring in, at least initially, the ISACs, and then, but being able to reach out to other organizations in industry. We've learned through events this year that we need to work more with industry. The transparency piece is improving. We all have sensitive information, some from a national security perspective, some from a proprietary intellectual property perspective, and we are diligently working ways to be able to share information to both sides and keep equities in place and statutory issues in mind and being able to share that information. Are we where we need to be? Not yet, but we are making great strides to be able to share information with individual organizations and companies. We are doing pilots with 
several of the sectors to be able to share information that more granular recipients can get. It's not just going to the chair of an ISAC. It's being able to go across a sector without necessarily having to be a member of an ISAC because we are making information available as we can, and we're growing that and learning where those gaps are and trying to fill those gaps with capabilities to share information with industry. Do any laws have to be changed to allow more transparency to more interaction with sharing of information? I'd rather not to go into any detail because there's a lot of issues going on right now with legislation. I know the DOD is looking at ways through their defense industrial base and their defense federal acquisition regulations on how to make that better, but there is probably some capabilities that need to be defined because a lot of the regulations that were written were not written in a time of cybersecurity. There's a lot of things that need to be looked at, personally, my personal opinion, and I believe that the cybersecurity coordinator, Howard Schmidt, the DHS leadership, and others are looking at where are gaps that need to be fixed and possibly through legislation or some types of activity like that. Let's talk about the relationship between U.S. CERT and the states. How has that evolved? That's actually growing well. I guess our greatest accomplishment has been the stand-up and the maturation of the multi-state information sharing analysis center, the MSISAC, that's owned by Will Pelgrin up in the state of New York. They are a great asset to deal with state, local, tribal, government-type incidents. So a state can go to them whenever they have an incident, and then the multi-state ISAC will actually work with us in helping them to mitigate. And they become the watch, basically, kind of the U.S. cert equivalent for the states. That is a great relationship that we have with the multi-state ISAC. One, it aids in this capability. As the states become more mature in their cybersecurity efforts, that gives them a focal point that can focus on the state and local level and helps kind of as an extension to U.S. CERT. And as we continue to mature, adding 50 more states and a multitude of territories and tribal areas and local governments would be difficult to be able to keep up with that growth. And the multi-state ISAC is able to help improve that coordination with the state. What are your goals for U.S. CERT over the next year or so? U.S. CERT started out as a government CERT. Its focus was the federal departments and agencies. It has expanded to critical infrastructure with the onset of HSPD-7 and the role expansion of DHS. But really and truthfully, U.S. CERT is growing to be a national CERT. Our goal is to be able to build to that mission, not only work with the federal government, not only work with critical infrastructure, but work with organizations that aren't tied to a specific sector. If you look at some of the software development companies or application companies that aren't operating systems or aren't routers or infrastructure systems, they may not clearly align with a specific sector like the IT sector or the comm sector or the water sector or something like that. So we need to be able to assist them. Also, as the general public becomes more cyber aware, not only through what they read in the press, what they learn in schools, but also what U.S. CERT can provide them in, in information services, we've got to be able to grow to expand that. As DHS takes on the cyber mission that it's being handed by Congress and the White House and OMB, we got to be able to step up 
and support that mission from an operational perspective. My goal is to be able to train, equip, hire, and get people on board, get the resources on board so we can do that mission. We're trying to be that center of excellence for cybersecurity, not only for the federal government, but for the nation as a whole. Now, obviously we can't do it by ourselves. That's why we work with the, the partners that I mentioned earlier. We also are being approached from an international perspective as cyber becomes an international thought, we have had engagements with foreign governments that are standing up certs. So we will help them at least point them in the right direction for best business practice and things we've learned and to help grow that. And why is U.S. CERT the organization to do this? The challenges that you would face with an intel organization, a law enforcement organization, or other organizations to do that, they have specific statutory missions to execute. We do from a lot of different perspectives, but we're not a regulatory organization. We're not going to go find somebody for doing X, Y, or Z. We're not going to audit them for not doing X, Y, or Z. We're not law enforcement. We're not going to go do an investigation and show up with a badge and confiscate a computer. We're obviously not the intel community. Even though we work with all of those types of organizations, our mission is to be that focal point to pull in information and then assist with incident response and provide information for incident prevention. If you look at other organizations across the U.S., they tend to be niched in some cases, or they have specific laws and statutory limitations and restrictions. We have the ability to be able to span a lot of that. The other thing is being a part of the Department of Homeland Security, whose charter is to provide security to the homeland, not only from a kinetic perspective or a physical perspective, you know, your border control, FEMA, your airport, all that stuff that we see every day in a lot of different aspects. Because DHS has that role, U.S. CERT being part of DHS, it's a natural fit for U.S. CERT to be that focal point. Well, I appreciate the time you've given us. Thank you very much. That's Randy Vickers, Director of U.S. CERT. I'm Eric Charbro of GovInfoSecurity.com, an information media security group. Thanks for listening.